I am here with Chaz Simmons or Chaz Baz or Charles Simmons. <laughs> a lot of I names. Like all it. of them. Yes. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I've been having a pretty relaxed Sunday. Um, came back from a friend's party earlier today and, you know, just been chilling out, playing some games, watching some videos on YouTube. Yeah, not bad so far. I was going to say, what games are you playing right now? Before we get into the entertainment section, I'm just curious. Uh, still a little bit of Overwatch, uh, some Fortnite. I'm playing a new a new game that came out maybe like mid-December called CrossCode. Kind of like an old school style action RPG. Yeah, oh it yeah, it looks really cool. I think I, I forgot that that came out. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, once this is done, I'm going to go back to that. Probably just watch some more video essays and play more CrossCode. Cool. It's from Radical Fish Games, by the way. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard of that developer, but that is a cool name, Radical Fish. Cool. Well, um, Chaz, we met through Big Fish. We both worked at a mobile game company, Big Fish Games. Mm -hmm. And now you were telling me before the podcast that you work at King. Yeah, I do. I work at uh, King's uh, Z2 Live Studios in downtown Seattle right now. I'm still doing QA stuff. And working on an unannounced uh, project at the moment, and that's basically all I can say. Okay, all right. Hey, I recently just worked at a company where I couldn't say anything about anything, so I get it. Um, yeah, so we met there, and um, we never did a podcast together, did we? Uh, no, we did that one video game podcast a few oh, times. Oh, that's right, Video Game Break. Yeah. Um, why don't you start off the show with something that you're that's entertaining you? Uh, so I don't know if anybody else has talked about it on your podcast, but I really like The Good Place. Like, they're on season three right now. No, they and have not. And what? you get it first. Oh, no one talked about The Good It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's in the name. I know. Well, so why anybody... is The Good Place so good? Uh, oh, gosh. Let me see. How can... Uh, where can I start? Maybe I should just start blabbing off. Uh, well, I like it the most because it, it basically puts in different like moral systems uh, but kind of in a comedy fashion so the basis of the show is that it's four people who are supposed to go to the bad place but then this demon uh, wanted to try to make a fake good place hold on i'm gonna pause it right here uh -huh. so every time i've heard the good place i freak out because like traditional television i just don't care for you know like there's so much good content out there there's so much netflix there's so much hbo uh -huh. and it just doesn't catch me sometimes you know and this is an nbc show and like you said i remember Kristen bell ted danson going like why would i want to watch that but uh -huh. your quick explanation has ha has me interested oh yeah i mean i think anybody will be hooked if you if you just watch because well, i think it's one of those things where you don't have to wait like a few episodes to get into it like it's really good episode one because well, it's such a cool concept. Like, I had no idea, dude. You are, like, surprising me and our listeners. Because mm -hmm. I feel like Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, NBC, I was like, okay, yeah, it's going to be one of those, you know, family dramas or something. Yeah, no, that's what I thought, too. Because I think a sim not, not a similar show, but it was kind of um, another blonde actress. And, and her mom was, like, on, I think it's just called Mom. And I was like, oh, maybe it'll be dueling shows. And then it took me... I think all of season one was already released when I saw it. I started with season one and, or I forget, or maybe I started with season two and only part of season one was still on Hulu because of the whole, like only the latest five episodes thing. Oh yeah. 
But even on that, I was hooked. I was like, I need to see the rest of these. Cool, dude. I'm going to check it out. Thank you for that pick. And th uh, the audience thinks you're already, I think, because, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, it kind of comes back to that thing where if you see something, lots of times people make blanket statements or blanket ideas about what, what it is just based on an ad or an image or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So give things a chance, people, <laughs> including myself. I'm talking to myself right now. Um <laughs> Here's the thing for you. Uh, it's called Insta Famous, and it's on Netflix. Have you seen it? Insta Famous, no. So it's a series, and I think they grabbed it from the web somewhere because it's like these short eight to ten minute videos. Oh, okay. And they're all on different people who are on uh, Instagram and how they got there and what makes them unique. And oh. where I thought it was just going to be corny. Like, oh, I make videos or whatever, you know. Um, it's actually really interesting because all the people are different and how they, you know, became, in quotes, insta-famous. Mm, okay. Yeah, and it definitely inspired me. I was like, it just amazed that, uh, you know, with hashtags and with some sort of unique voice, uh, you really can kind of jump up quickly in Instagram because it's still relatively new in that way of, like, a place for content, you know, not just images. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then of course they added that thing called IGTV, which is the like kind of video version of their Instagram platform. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're not aware of that, you can basically upload a video and it should be like kind of a thin kind of smaller video that would mm -hmm. fit like on a phone. Um, but that's a whole other place for your stuff to kind of have a life to live. Um, so yeah, I recommend Insta Famous. It gives you some ideas on like things you could do for Instagram as well. Okay, yeah, that'd be good to know. Do you use Instagram at all? Rarely. Like I'm on it and I go through, but I don't post a lot of pictures on there. Maybe in 2019, I'll post more pictures of oh. things. Yeah, I know. Uh, hey, okay, well, that's my Insta Famous pick. Let's do one more entertainment each, and then we'll jump to evolve. What What do you got? What What else? you doing um i don't uh, i really like uh what is it video essays on net not netflix uh youtube and there, there's this one dude on there movies with mikey i don't know if anybody out there has listened to movies with mikey and he just did um kind of the history of harry potter series which is like a three episode series about not just like the creation of harry potter harry potter movies you know what hoops they had to go through like what different what each director brought to it like it's really good and all of his other exposés of movies are really good too so i think if you're into hearing an interesting critique of movies that you like a lot uh i think you should check out it's it, i think the channel is called film joy and movies with mikey is one of the shows on that channel but it's the show that and the only show i basically watch on that channel yeah, that's interesting because there's a lot of different YouTube channels that have that, and we struggle with that as well with a lot of things where there's mm -hmm. multiple different shows or playlists, but the main name of the channel isn't maybe what you're going for. Um, I just Googled uh, movies with Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, and it's it comes up the first thing. Uh, mm -hmm. And I also saw there's a video, In Defense of the Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Which is great because I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really polarizing movie. It was, and I, I went out of it and I was like, yeah, I liked it. And I feel like a, a lot of people were mad at it because it subverted a lot of tropes. And I think uh, people go into Star Wars having certain trope expectations about like the feel goodness of it. And yeah. like, the ending was bittersweet. Like, you know, 
Leia and Luke both died, right? After Han died in the first one, right? Like, who is the last Jedi? Will the Jedi actually be a thing? But I really thought that uh, one scene um, where Kylo and, uh, oh gosh, why, why can't I remember her name? But anyway, when they were fighting against the guards, and I was like, okay, that was a cool scene. But then, like, the unclimatic way Snoke uh, died, people had probably had issues with, too. So, yeah, it wasn't yeah. mixed up. I can definitely understand why it was a polarizing movie. And overall, it was, like, it was on Netflix. And I saw it in theaters. But then when I tried to watch it again, I couldn't because I was bored at points. <laughs> so it was, like... Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, like, I like vignettes of the movie. But I don't think I like the movie as a whole. Interesting. Yeah, I, I liked it... Uh fully but I, I didn't like the weird um luke getting the milk from the monster tit or whatever <laughs> it was i remember that yeah it made you laugh just now but um for some reason i just didn't um enjoy that it just seemed like a weird jim henson throwback or something which is yeah. fine but um but yeah I, I just it's weird that there was like this kind of hatred or whatever like vitriol against it and um and he goes ahead and, and supports it and i do like this idea like you said the video essayist talks about entertainment that we all like and then kind of gives it background or goes in and does like due diligence and like kind of does some research on stuff which is great yeah and there's a bunch of them on youtube and they do like i'll watch v uh, video essays for video games some of my other favorite ones talk about like music composition or social justice or just like their experience as people so I definitely think that format is really good at saying like, oh, I didn't know that or, oh, I right. never look at it that way. So, yeah, totally. Cool. There is a pick for you on your YouTube. Um, and again, what we really like doing on the show is that there's so much stuff on all these different platforms. It's like you need like to cut through all the stuff. And there's oh. a good one. And who knew that I'm going to go back to NBC and watch a show. Thanks a lot, Chaz Baz. Mm -hmm. First two seasons on Netflix. Oh, I know. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna binge the crap out of it. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. Who knew? Who knew? Um, let's just jump real quick to one more thing. Um, did you see the sicko mode Animal Crossing? No. What? You know a Travis Scott sicko mode? Yeah, I think I've heard of that vaguely, but I don't. It's, think a, it, it's, it's his song, and it's with um, uh, Drake and stuff. And and I love the song, and the and the actual music video is pretty awesome. Um, it's like twisted and really weird. But someone just released on Twitter, you just Google sicko mode Animal Crossing, and they did the whole look, the whole beginning at least, uh, in Animal Crossing sounds. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's real good. And it must have taken them forever. So I'm just telling people, go check that out if you like Animal Crossing and Travis Scott. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, I'll have to check that out it's right after. Pretty after badass, this. yeah. Uh, and then my last entertainment pick was, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien, of course. Of course. He does this thing called uh, Conan Without Borders. Mm. And he's done these shows where he goes to different countries and stuff. Well, Netflix picked it up and put them all on Netflix. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. So normally where they would be like little clips on YouTube, they're like 48-minute things on Netflix now. And you can just watch each country he went to. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I'm all about that. All right, let's move on to Evolve, the Evolve section of our podcast, new version of the podcast, 2019. Chaz, what do you have for Evolve section? Uh, I guess I'm going to circle back to YouTube because uh, I have two things on YouTube that people can watch. Ooh, uh, right. something, 
something that I I just started watching again um this year, I guess because I watched it a bit last year, is Cracks uh, People Watching. And it's on its second season. And basically it's kind of just these cartoon stories about the human experience and what the human experience is like nowadays. And there's some good, the one that really got me was an episode they did about uh, the homeless. Because the beginning of the episode is basically just like, there's a homeless guy there, he's asking for change. And then the people walking past are just like, nope, don't make eye contact, look left, make it look totally natural. All right, or someone else is like, yeah, read the ingredients, read the ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, and sort of like, and I'm just like, sad to say, yeah, uh, living in Seattle and you come across the homelessness problem that we have here, like, you know, that's kind of what I would do at times too. And I'm just like, hey, I'm having a lot of moments the older I get where I'm like, oh shit, I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see when you see it back, you know, right? Yeah, so it was really good for that. And then some of the other episodes, like the I think the last episode of the season was this weird uh, sort of it sort of mirrored the Black Mirror Museum episode in the sense where uh, one of the main women on the show she was uh, uh, confronted with other versions of herself as she made different decisions. So it was very interesting to see how they interacted, but how even if they made different decisions they were still the same people at their core so yeah so is the series like a fictional series then yeah it's a fictional series okay and like the first episode talks about like the problems with speed dating and the characters like some the the characters are reoccurring uh but i don't know if they're like their storylines are reoccurring i would say they're just kind of like you know their characterization and it's kind of used in certain places like that so interesting it almost reminds you of black mirror when you mention them Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? People watching? People watching. It's on a uh, Cracks uh YouTube channel. Season has its own like dedicated season sort of thing. You know how YouTube can do seasons now. Uh but I think season two doesn't to my knowledge, but just YouTube's algorithm of playing the next episode worked for me. So it was like I started with episode five, went to episode ten, and then went back to episode three. I had previously already watched episodes one and two. So cool. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's fun how the um, idea of these kind of full series living, you know, on YouTube um, and for us to really just fully get invested in a show that's there, you know, and it started there, by the way, what is this called? Oh, it's called uh, Wayne. Have you seen the previews for Wayne? Uh, I haven't seen previews. I've seen like, I've seen photos, but right. I think, you know, by the way, YouTube just quietly launched th- the fact that you can post pictures because in my yeah. feed, I keep seeing pictures. Do you? Yeah, uh, especially because I watch a lot of YouTube on my phone, especially going to work on the bus. And I'm always taking them back, and I'm like, wait, this is a photo? Oh, I thought. Yeah. Was- I don't think I knew. I don't think I know how to post a photo. <laughs> and I have a YouTube channel. I got to figure <laughs> that out. But yeah, anyway, so Wayne is going to be fucking sick. And the person who worked on it worked on Deadpool. One oh, of the people, yes. like it's some of the producers behind Deadpool. And just watch any of the trailer clips on YouTube right after this. And you'll be like, yeah, I got to watch it. It just looks like it's going to be amazing. Wayne, oh, that's just it, Wayne. Uh, and look it up. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. What do you have? One more thing you said? You had two? Oh, and the other one is, though, so I don't know if people have heard of Crash Course, um, but I really like the whole bevy of their channel. And that kind of goes into, it's a little edu- edu- well, edutainment, but it's more educational than entertainment, I would say. 
and the production quality is really high, but I think everybody should check out their whole series on media literacy. Because uh, definitely, like, with people posting so many things on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or all of the social media channels and how much misinformation can be out there mm. or how, like, misframing can be out there, it does a really good job of giving you, like, a, a framework in order to say, okay, what should I think about this? Oh, is this, like, is this hyperbole or is this actually reporting facts and everything like that? It's interesting it's called media literacy because I th feel like that's almost a new thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Uh, and each episode, I think there's 10 episodes total and they're like 10 minutes each. So, you know, it's probably take you like an hour and a half to watch the whole thing. But I think episode three or four kind of goes you to steps like how to analyze the media. Like, and it even talks about like how people like us, like right now we're creating media. And it's kind of like being self-aware that like when you're creating media, what are you putting out there? What are people going to think about when they listen to what media you're putting out there? And I know. What are we doing, Chaz? What are we putting out there? <laughs> should we continue? I don't know if we should continue. Here's my question to you based on that. Mm -hmm. How do you feel you handle all the media coming in? Do you like, do you take things with a grain of salt? Do you have a certain like a subset of, of channels or sites that you believe in and kind of like, you know, stay within that bubble or like, how, how do you feel like it affects you? Uh, I guess I first try to look at like who was posting it and what it's trying to say. Like I have a Facebook friend who will just post an article, nothing said, and you can click the article and see what it says for itself. Um, I think the real pervasive things out there are memes the people try to truncate like the wholeness of like their values or their beliefs about something and then they throw it out there and then sometimes that can be based off of misinformation or sometimes it can be you know somewhat true somewhat false but i think i always have to check myself on things that i inherently agree with versus things that i inherently don't disagree with because i'm way more critical about mm -hmm. the things that i don't agree with but way less critical about the things i agree with and I think I need to find that balance of being more critical of the things that I agree with to make sure like they're being presented right, but also making sure like it's not, you wanna be the right amount of critical for the things you disagree with. And right. if they're like versus like, are they making a statement? Is this statement wholly true? Or is it true because they're framing it in a certain way that might be weird or disingenuous or just simply false or dishonest, so. Yeah, I totally like that idea that you said. Um, and it's kind of part of the reason why I put Evolve into this podcast is because, you know, we don't check ourselves enough, I feel, um, mm -hmm. not just as Americans, but also just human beings. Uh -huh. And what you said is a great thing to think about, which is simply look at the things that you agree with and don't just be like, yep, you know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like ask yourself questions about the things that you just automatically like. Um, and that, to your point of like kind of the internet stuff and all the content, we do just like heart things right away. We're like, uh -huh. yep, Democrat, Republican, just throwing that out there, or, uh -huh. um, you know, anime or whatever. And we don't really maybe fully go down and deep dive into what the content is and what the, you know, what the behind the scenes stuff is as well. And, and also not just saying that we continually like something because we liked it in the past, uh -huh. um, rechecking what you're into or what you, you know, what you're feeling. So that's really important. That's a perfect yeah. evolve one, Chaz Bass. Yeah. Yeah. Once you said that, I was like, oh, I know what I can put for this. And <laughs> yeah, I really like that. It, it taught me a lot. So, and it's super quick. So 
everyone cool. out there watch it if you you know if you have access to youtube and and honestly even you can just put youtube in your pocket put your headphones in and let it run you don't have to see it but it's in it's enhanced by watching it but you can just listen to it to get the gist of it right yeah i got so happy when i was able to do that with my uh phone where i could just you know close it and just listen um i think it, it used to be a premium feature but now everybody can do it is that right no i think it's still a premium feature oh. just like you you i mean if if you're walking around and having it in your pocket that might be weird but if you just you know at your desk at work or like if, if and but if you don't have a desk job and you know you're running around a lot you can probably still put it in your pocket leave it yeah. running unless some weird tap happens because it's in your pocket to stop it you should still be i know that is the weird thing that's why I, yeah i pay i guess i do still pay for that where i'm just like no i want to just listen to this while i'm you know running around and i just hit close my phone and it still plays and that's pretty good so that's a pro for if you want a youtube <laughs> premiere or whatever it's called it actually is cool for that all right well we evolved a little bit with that discussion let's get enraged to finish this podcast jazz you get ready to get enraged i think so i although i don't get very enraged these <laughs> days so th this was actually the hardest one for me to come up with well it should be easy because of the topic and i'll start it <laughs> mm -hmm. and i'll be very enraged for you and then you can add to it sure sure so our topic is a is a duo topic. We're both going to talk about the same thing, and it is Louis C.K. And I have one quick thing about it, and I'll tell uh, the audience the setup. Uh -huh. In general, Louis had a lot of problems recently with um, accusations of different weird sexual misconduct. Um, uh -huh. I had heard friends of friends of friends talk about his antics a long time ago. And I was of no surprise to me when it came out that he probably did this kind of stuff to a bunch of people. And so whatever that was, it was kind of circling and pretty much took him out of contention. And people were like, okay, he's going to go away for a little while, like a Bill Cosby or something. And then he decides to come back quietly and do some, you know, sets. And a lot of the comics are like, yeah, of course you should be able to, because, um, you know, it's comedy. You should be able to say whatever you want. Uh -huh. So then the real quick final background is that he recently talked about um, in a leaked audio at a, uh -huh. at a comedy club. He talked about the Parkland um, shooter uh, survivors and those kids and how they weren't anything fancy. They just like survived the shooting. And so why is anybody listening to them? Uh, and then he also talked about uh, gender norms and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So the number one thing that's going on the Internet is and a lot of the comedians on all the different shows that I watch are saying like, well, he should be able to say whatever he wants because you're not supposed to tape the comedians while they're doing their sets because they're working stuff out. Uh -huh. And I understand that because I do comedy stuff and I understand that I have no idea what the joke is going to be with the first time I do it. And you got to work it out and it isn't cool to tape the set. My enraged part is how much is that bit going to change? Because the core of what he's saying is those kids are like, don't listen to him. Uh -huh. And so that's my rage part is like, yeah, you can say like, don't tape a comedian and the comedian has this ability and responsibility to say whatever they want. But there's also just like fucking being normal and not awful. And I think that this whole moment in time when it comes to like, 
you know, politics, et cetera, and people saying these, you know, fucked up things that are divisive in our uh -huh. country. Uh, it's it just, it's just a hurtful, twisted thing to say. So I have more to say on it, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, um, funny enough, um, our last podcast episode of how you live in uh, me and my co-host, uh, we got into it at the end of it. Cause he's definitely, cause he's been a part of the comedy circuit in other cities. Um, and it's kind of, and because he, he's really big on comedy as the art form has definitely took the side of the argument of like, you, you don't record your thing. Like, and, and he took time to explain to me, like saying that, you know, writers have editors and, you know, all types of people have the ability to check their work before it gets presented to a wide audience. Uh, but the comedian only has the stage. All right. So this, and the, the kind of like where I was a little heated about it is I felt like um, I, I think there's a divide in how much punishment we should give him because of how disgusting of the things he did like before because I can completely understand sadly enough that you know circa 2013 where someone was like yeah you know he locked the room and masturbated in front of someone right it like it's like ill but you know we weren't in a paradigm where people were like, we're gonna actually give you shit about that and make sure you have social ramifications for that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go to 2017, 2018, and now we have the hashtag MeToo movement. There are social ramifications for that. And, and then, so, and then that's where I kind of feel like the weird divide is, is like, I get it, but I'm kind of, I always go, yeah, but this is what he chose to make his set out of. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. And and I know that comedy isn't supposed to be a political commentary, like in and of itself. Like, you know, like there's this one British dude that rants on a lot about, you know, the quote unquote social justice way of looking at things. And, and admittedly, sometimes social justice will go a little too hard on something when it comes to talking about marginalized people as their subject matter of their joke. Uh, but like in this case, I felt it was a little weird because it was like, you're supposed to be in the penalty box right now. Um, and, right. Like, and I'm like, hey, and you know, you're supposed to be in the penalty box. And when I listened to it, <clears throat> it felt very bitter. And I was like, and also when I heard the jokes, I was like, I don't know like what, what irreverence this joke is supposed to have you know like, that's the point real quick i want to hit that point real quick because that's kind of what i was trying to say is that like i agree with your friend as well and again doing comedy like if we do a show and we're working something out yeah it's fine but it's about that content you just said like what is what is the content what are you trying to do like no matter what that joke change changes it to it's about the parkland kids right uh -huh. like I want to be, I just want to have one positive thing, fucking Chaz Baz. I want mm -hmm. one positive thing and I want to keep it sacred because there's just so much darkness and bullshit. And I'm like, why can't we just have nice things? Right. And so the Parkland kids do this thing, go against all of the odds and come out and, and are responsible young people, which mm -hmm. is crazy, right? Like, not like there aren't responsible young people, but you know what I'm saying? Like they took the, the high road and then they get thrown into a, a bit like make a bit about anything else that's dark or weird or you know what i mean like i just feel like the content is weird yeah i mean like you can you can like yeah the the subject matter i, I think for me uh because one of the essays that i'm working on is i think right now it's working title is subject matter punchline 
And I think like subject matter, if you try to say subject matter is off limits, then I, they kind of make their point with the on the other side. Uh, but like the punchlines, right? And if and it's the punchlines that I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and I actually can totally understand why he thought each of those punchlines were funny. And the people in the audience did think it was funny, right? So, and then like my argument that I was telling my friend is that uh, I'm more concerned with why people find it funny than mm. the fact that it's funny, right? And since I am someone who tries to stay abreast of, you know, the social implications of things going on in the world, I find the why people found it funny to be problematic overall. Uh, right. It kind of like when he was talking about uh, people being uh, non-binary and then he said, yeah, I identify as there because I identify as a location. And like, and you know, as as people who are being hurt by the fact that people have those ideas, right? And people who are thought of as less than, or the idea that they exist is rejected. I felt like that joke just codifies an argument of people saying, "Yeah, no, non-binary people should not uh, be accepted by society." And I'm just right, like, right. It feels like it's going with again part of an agenda, almost in a way. Like I saw so many headlines that said, "Like, oh, look, now it's you know." Trump or the Republican Party's mouthpiece all of a sudden because it didn't feel like, yeah, like you said, the punchline, like what's the funny part of it? And th back to the Parkland thing there real quick is that like mm -hmm. you like you have uh, Judd Apatow came out and talked about and he said like, here's the thing, even if you're doing a joke, like it's just an incorrect statement because he goes, the kids aren't uh, interesting. And, I, and I'm like, and Judd was like, no, they're like super interesting. Like, they're doing really interesting things in and, and the face of adversity. So, like, the statement's wrong. So, like, you can't even do a setup or, or you can't go to the punchline when the setup is kind of flawed. It's like a wrong sentence. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I know. I definitely think this, this is going to be out here for a while and see what people, but I feel I don't, right now, I'm not sure where uh, people or even myself want to reconcile the whole, like, comics are comics and you're supposed to be able to tell jokes versus like what's the content matter of that joke and yeah. ultimately i came down to like like well you already know you're supposed to be in the penalty box right and then you you come out and you sound bitter right and i know you you like and i guess the main thing is you weren't supposed to hear it so like to critique something that you weren't supposed to hear is kind of like where I think uh, my friend's argument was going into. It's that, like everyone's looking at this and it was all like, no, he was in a comedy club and he was trying out his set and you know it wasn't set in stone, so we shouldn't be treating it like it was set in stone. So kind of like, but I still, I still kind of just, even now that it's out there um, and however it got up there, like if people need to make a punishment for that person for doing that, please do. So, you know, that, uh, that'll help you know, keep your sacred art form sacred so more people don't release things like that. But, you know, other people have leaked things from, you know, other sets too. It's not the first time it's happened. We live in the age where everyone has a recording device. In oh, their yeah. So it's like, it's going to happen. And we'll, but, it'll be interesting to see what that joke ends up to be. If he keeps doing uh, stuff, right, and people keep paying yeah. to go see him, like when we see that final thing and it's still about Parkland and it's still weird, like you said, uh, mm -hmm. And he is still technically in a penalty box or whatever for being weird in general with ladies and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It'll be interesting because then we can have a more discussion about it because we're like, oh, hey, here's the final thing. And even though we saw an earlier version, eh, it might be the same thing. So 
Um, but yeah, I, to the real quick to the point, and this will be the last thing for me, uh, is to the point of a comic being able to say whatever. It is important. I'm a big fan of Lenny Bruce. I'm a big fan of the people who you know paved the way for um, not just funny people, but people on stage talking and speaking uh-huh. truth to power, et cetera. So that's important. Um, but I think that the, the nuance that gets lost in these discussions is, again, being nice. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to make that uh, argument, but I just feel like there's an energy that you can feel when someone does stand up or when they're talking on stage, uh, a la Trump, and uh-huh. you can feel, at least I can feel, a thing. And it's either like, oh, it's so funny because it's true and it's kind of blue or weird or but I get what they're coming from and I don't feel offended in a in a weird dark way or like oh that was weird when I heard what I just heard do, do you know what I mean yeah yeah so I I guess, like that nuance is hard to explain and I guess it is subjective yeah I, I guess like where where I'm at with it is uh, I'm I'm actually because I don't I'm not I don't get offended by very much in the world and I think you can make like anything can be funny, right? But like mm-hmm. it being funny shouldn't, or it trying to be funny didn't remove any other critiques that can be said about it. And and I think that's that's where I'm at. Like I'm not saying that he can't say what he wants to say. Like the fact that he is gonna like the fact that he went out there and did it. Like he's gonna get some shit for it, of course, from a particular part of our society because of you know, how views are shifting on certain things, right? And and then basically, like, after listening to that, I'm just, like, my critique of it overall and basically the <clears throat> going to be the subject matter of the essay that I'm writing is, like, yes, I get it, but these are why these punchlines are bad, especially in 2019 when all this other shit is going down. Right, yeah, yeah. And that's basically how I felt about it overall. Right. All right. Well, we 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 took it to task a little bit there, and neither of us got like too angry or enraged, but um, <laughs> we got into it, and I like that. Uh, where is what's the name of your podcast again? Uh, I have the two. New one. I have two technically. Uh, okay. You have how you living. You can go to howyouliving.com. That's more of a political action, uh, political sort of uh, what's a commentary podcast. Like it. Uh, and then the other one is the random musings of Chaz Baz. That's and it. find that on anchor.fm. You and sure can. I have two episodes. I some of my episodes include me and my friend Akanksha talking about a star is born, be diving into like a more serious topic like beating your kids. And my first episode was talking to the Dragon Ball community and why they were so upset about Roshi versus Jiren in the Dragon Ball manga. So it really is random. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe as soon as I'm done here. And cool. everybody listening, go check that out. Uh and Chaz, I'm excited to hear all your new stuff as well and your video essays whenever they come out. And uh thanks for being here, ma'am. What's your what's your personal Twitter? Do you have that too? Do you do anything? Uh, my new one is random Chaz Baz, and that's supposed to be for the random musings of Chaz Baz and just like, Oh, perfect. And then I just have a regular one called Chaz Baz, and that's where I'm gonna be putting more like my political things, kind of like and my main focus is I want people to have like practical, actionable things they can do to change their communities and oh, yeah. kind of want to focus on putting things out there in that manner, especially as well as, you know, trying to start reporting on smaller things that 
uh, go on in the world because we've been focusing in the last two years of more of like the bigger things that happen in society. And I think like we'll be a better resource if we can talk about smaller things that you can do on a local level or, you know, small bills that are happening in different state legislatures that yeah, might and that, yeah, those small things add up, man. Yeah. Cool. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you for that. And also the, all the YouTube shows you, you brought to the podcast, all listeners go check out all those things as well as the good place, which as soon as they're done here, I am going to go binge watch. Good place. You will not be crazy. <laughs> I'm going to download CrossCode as well. Cause cross dash code.com go get cross code. Cause it looks really cool. Yeah, Chaz, thanks so much. And uh, we'll see you in a little bit. For sure. Thanks for having me. What, what?